Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. adorable, wonderful babe. Um, it's Diana Jebbia. Thank you so much for joining me in uh, for, wow, the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. It starts already. It starts already. Um, if you are new here, thank you so much for joining for the first time. Make sure you follow me at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A on Instagram and TikTok. And while you're there, say hi to Believe at Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V and at Believe Pop Culture. They got lots of great shows for you to listen to, so uh, check it out. How has your week been? Yeah, mine has not been good. Um, I'm just getting real with you because you are my bestie, and that's what we do here. Not a good week. Um, I am trucking through, but I wouldn't be talking about this if it didn't somewhat directly relate to the Bravo universe. I like to be a vulnerable person, and I wear my heart on my sleeves, and you know what? That might not be something everyone can handle, but I'm learning to find out that that's something I like about myself. I would rather be known as too emotional than cold-hearted. I'm not like the Erica Janes, you know? I'm not like an ice princess, okay? Maybe I'm more like a Bethany, even though she blocked me, who cries all the time. It just, it's a thing. So let me backtrack, because I'm like, bloop, 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 like all over the place. We saw... This week on The Real Housewives of Orange County, Noella Bergener, who is Sweet James, the accident lawyer's now soon-to-be ex-wife, gets served with surprise divorce papers. Like, literally, it was almost eerie because you heard she was having an issue with him about his tax problems. Um, there was like an issue with the lien on a house in Puerto Rico and they had just bought the house and she was like, let's sell it and get the lien paid off. And he was like, no. And then she was explaining, I think it was to either Gina or Shannon. I can't remember. She said, you know, divorce is not even on the table yet. We're just going through problems. And literally like 15 minutes later, she gets served with divorce papers from Puerto Rico and that is just so, like, my heart broke for Noella. But you know how they say, God damn it, sorry. You know how they say when the universe needs to remind you something, it just keeps sending you all the messages over and over and over again. So, I mean, obviously, any situation I'm in right now is nowhere near as bad as that. I want to preface it with that information. I'm not married. I don't have any kids with anyone. I'm literally going to be fine. It's just a shitty, sad situation. But um, my point is going through something where you think someone is one person and it turns out that they hurt you in a way you never could expect and they become someone you never could expect them to be. It sucks. It really does suck. But I'm glad I'm not alone. I mean, I would never wish that on anyone else. And I'm glad everything ended way before it could have turned into one of these situations. It's just I applaud Noella and Lala, which I'll get into in a minute, for being so vulnerable and putting this out there on TV because they don't have to, right? They could easily shut down and keep to themselves and 
go through this in private and be like, you know what? The show's not for me. I don't want to do it anymore. I need to handle this alone. But they're being brave. You know, people like to criticize others for being public or open with their problems. They think they're doing it for attention. But in my humble opinion that you didn't ask for, I think it's braver to be open about it, you know? And that's kind of what I'm trying to do now. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say, don't fool me. That's not it. I'm not playing a victim here. I don't need pity. I'm just... I'm just trying to let it all out there and let you know how Bravo is. Um, it's serving me some messages from the universe. So after this show aired last night, I, I sent a message to Noella, kind of letting her know what was up. And she is so sweet. She actually sent me a DM. I'm not going to read it because I don't want to, like, blow her private information. I mean, not that she said anything no one doesn't know about. But, like, I don't know. I just feel weird. But she she reminded me to, you know, stay strong and, and gave me a message of hope. So I'm really thankful for that right now. Um, the second situation I want to get into is Lala Kent, which this is also just another purely shitty situation. OK, so as you know, Lala and Randall have split up. It's something I've covered on this podcast before they weren't married they were engaged so she had that going for her um but they do have big d ocean together and there was um i think it was girl gangs 773 who shared i love her by the way hello girl gangs um she shared some dms alleged dms so i don't get sued of randall messaging other girls and trying to pick them up when he was with lala this whole time and she one of the things she said on her podcast she's like or she I think she said this part on Melissa Gorgas podcast it's like how did I go through this relationship being with someone who I didn't know right and it's scary it's eye-opening because you know you try and go through life thinking you can trust people and that's something I've like always struggled with um And yeah, you know, you try and think you can go through life trusting people and then something like this happens to you and it sucks. But I'm glad that she or something like this happens to her again. This anything I went through is like fucking small potatoes, small ass potatoes. You know, the um, small potato song on TikTok. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Anyway, Lala. It sucks that she went through it, but I really applaud her for being so open and so vulnerable and letting us into her life Um, and her being strong for her baby and herself. And she I'm going to read her story that she posted on her Instagram today. I, I screenshotted it. She said, I got many DMs about how much a lot of you related to the episode of this. Give them I can't talk the give them Lala podcast. She said, try to remember this. I have to remind myself often as well. When somebody suffers from self-loathing, they will grasp for anyone to make them forget how much they hate themselves. It's not us. It's them. Be grateful for the person they get their claws into next. That person saved you. That and you deciding to get the fuck out. If you see the signs, run. And I'm happy I saw whatever signs, allegedly. So again, I don't get sued, whatever. Like relationships are lack their overall perception at the end of the day, aren't they? I'm proud of myself. I got out again. It it definitely wasn't as bad of a situation as this. But when someone my whole point is when someone shows you their true colors, I got to readjust my sitting. Believe them. That's literally all I'm trying to get to. I'm not trying to bash anyone or talk badly. I wish everyone the best. But 
you know, if you're going through something similar, like you heard it here first, I'm going through it too. And we'll be okay, sis or bro. And it's not them. It's, or it's not you as Lala says, it's them. So I just needed to talk about that again, not looking for any pity. I need to stop fucking explaining myself too, but just needed to get that out there. Um, all right. There's some more Bravo tea I need to spill. I don't know how much weight this has to it, but I saw a news article um, today that apparently Whitney Rose's husband, uh, Justin, is being sued for an alleged pyramid scheme. Oh, the irony. Because do you remember when they were in the party bus, right? And um, all the info about Jen Shah's uh, arrest came out and her charges were being leaked on Twitter. And Whitney was able to like snap her fingers and come up with this perfect explanation about what's going on. And at the time we were like, oh, okay, like she's smart. She knows what she's talking about. And now it might just be like, Oh, and I'm not saying that um, what Justin Rose is being accused of is anywhere near as bad as what Jen is like. Jen is allegedly like the ringleader of a whole scheme and um, Justin allegedly like ran a multi-level marketing. I wanted to say cult. That's not it. Company. I mean, it could be. Don't don't sue me. Um. All right, so let me read you this article from tvshowsace.com, which, again, I don't know uh, the validity of it, only because I've never heard of this website, but we'll, we'll discuss. So it says, The husband of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's cast often featured on the show as sounding boards. Okay, that's not important. Um, okay, they're trying to get us to scroll. I see what they're doing here. Mia, which is the original site that reported these news, uh, the news says that Justin's job is chief sales officer of a dietary supplements company called Life Vantage. Um, the outlet reveals that the lawsuit stems from allegations that the company is a money scam. Quote, distributors really can only make money by bringing in new distributors. A classic pyramid sc- scheme, the lawsuit alleges. According to Mia, that's a fun name, some of the lawsuit was recently dismissed, but one claim regarding the pyramid allegation is going forward. Um, all right, so that's really all we know. So it just sounds like he's running a pyramid scheme, allegedly, like a la LuLaRoe. Uh, I was watching a LuLaRoe documentary on Discovery Plus the other night. I haven't finished it yet, but that's a whole nother mess in itself. If this is true, like... It, it checks out. One of the things in that LuLaRoe documentary, I think it was called The Rise and Fall of LuLaRoe or something like that. Um, they mentioned that Utah and like the Mormon community is a breathing, a breathing ground. I cannot talk today. A breeding ground for MLMs simply rooted in how the history of the Mormon church was and their you know, how they recruit people in in their religion and things like that. Don't quote me on that. This is going off the top of my head what I saw in this documentary. And then I think the originators, the founders of LuLaRoe were Mormon and they were saying how that played into all this. So if this is sort of an, an MLM pyramid scheme type thing, it's not shocking. We know that Whitney and Justin 
are former members of the Mormon church. So it wouldn't shock me. And again, I'm not going to kind of group them into the same category as Jen Shaw, just because Jen was like the mastermind allegedly behind a pyramid scheme where, or not pyramid scheme, like telemarketing fraud. So people were putting in all their money into these um, services and not getting anything in return. This is a little bit different because people are allegedly buying products with the front that they're their own business. You know what I mean? I mean, it still sucks because they're losing money, but it's just, it's different. It's mildly different. I'm not a legal expert. This is my episodely reminder that I'm not a legal expert. But yeah, um, sticky situation. I know we're not going to see any of this play out on this season of the show, but maybe uh, when they film the reunion, because I haven't done that yet, maybe that'll get brought up. Very interesting. Did you watch Vanderpump Rules on Tuesday night? I don't know what to think about this show anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. I am enjoying, like, I like Lala, as you obviously know. I feel like I'm a huge Lala apologist. I feel like the whole Sandoval shorts friendship is, is, like, I'm over it. Which at the end of the episode, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of the game. I was kind of, I was confused that they they were like, okay, we just got to like end this friendship side of things and focus more on the business side of it. I, I don't know. It was confusing to me. I know I'm jumping all over the place. Here's why. Tom Sandoval and Katie are obviously having problems, right? They don't see eye to eye. So the compromise was... You, Katie stays out of the business. Katie stays out of the diner. Okay. I don't understand how the flip side of that was Tom and Tom can no longer be friends. I think their friendship's getting a little gimmicky. So like, that's what I meant by I was kind of relieved about it. I'm like, oh, I don't have to see their bullshit on my screen anymore. But this all could have been fixed by Tom literally just sticking up for Katie Like, I don't understand why their friendship has to fall by the wayside now. Did I use that term correctly? Just because Tom Sandoval doesn't know how to speak to his wife. Like, I could understand if they had the first conversation and was like, oh, hey, you need to stop treating my wife like crap. And Tom was like, no, that's what I love to do. Then, like, Schwartz would have been like, oh, we can't be friends anymore. But I just feel like instead of going from A to B to solve the problem, they went from A to Z, which sidebar that's kind of how I feel Heather Dubrow is on the Real Housewives of Orange County I know again I'm kind of skipping around that's what I get when I don't draw up a lesson plan wow a blueprint for the show um I don't like Heather Dubrow I'm gonna just come out and say it I never did I really wanted to give her a chance on this season of the show I think instead of going from A to B to Z C she goes from A to Z and that was evident this week when Shannon texted her to, to try and make amends. And I'm not going to comment on whether Shannon's intentions were pure. That's a whole different ball game. That is a whole different ball game. Like, I, I'm not the biggest Shannon fan anymore. So she could have been being manipulated. But literally all Heather had to be like was, I'm not feeling this friendship. I'm sorry. No, Heather is so condescending. Didn't even let. Shannon tried to explain herself which I mean she doesn't have to but she she said like 
hold on, I have it in front of me. Shannon, I'm surprised I'm just hearing from you now, but I don't care to adjudicate your behavior over the past few weeks via text, nor do I have time in my schedule to listen more of your rhetoric. Vomit. She didn't say vomit. I did. The point isn't so much what you said, since there's nothing to hide. It's that you could pass on information that could be twisted and could have hurt my husband, his career, and thereby our family. I don't know about that. Anyway, and oh, please spare me your supposed intentions. It's your actions that matter, and they are indefensible and indiscreet inexcusable that's what I have a problem with clearly she's trying to make it better we don't know if she really was but like she's putting forth an effort and you're like you spare me your intentions but you're not a good person I don't know it's just all bullshit to me so that's why I don't like Heather Dubrow anyway back to Vanderpump rules I feel like Tom and Tom's falling out if you want to call it that kind of mirrored that because they just jumped to the absolute last possible second but I think Sandoval is just getting harder and harder to watch. I mean, he doesn't want to listen to anyone else. It's all about him all the time, and he's the leader. And I this has been brought up to me before. Sir Rules in my podcast with her, Zaria, if you go back a few episodes, someone brought this up, and I agree. Now that Jax is out of the picture, it is easier for us to see just how crappy these other cast members' personalities are. Think about it. When Jax was on the show, he and Sandoval had the I'm the number one guy in the group fight. And if you had the same outlook as I did, you immediately were like, ah, oh, Jax sucks. Like, yeah, he's not even giving Sandoval a chance. Like, Sandoval is the number one guy in the group. And now that Jax is gone... We're like, damn, Sandoval sucks. Maybe they, they both suck equally. Like, nobody's the number one guy in this group. They're just both garbage. I say that with all the love in the world. I really do. I could not get over Sandoval's rant. He had said, first of all, he was saying, like, I'm sticking up for myself as a cyst male or something like that. There is no such thing as a cyst male. Or maybe there is. It's a male who has a cyst. He meant cis, C-I-S, cisgender, okay? And what that means is you're a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex you were assigned at birth. So, like, I'm cisgender. I'm a female assigned at birth, and I identify with being female. He was going on and on saying he can't get mad, but apparently gay men can get mad and females can get mad. And it's no problem. First of all, that is a slap in the face to anyone who is trans or part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Huge slap in the face. It's literally like, I'm a straight white male, cisgender, like, mm, no. Um... I had mentioned on my story, I'm like, first of all, he was wrong about that because he, he said that like only females and gay men can raise their voices. That's not true. At the very core, I got called out about this. I don't want to say called out. That's wrong. But like I got told like, no, you can't raise your voice because it's not an emotionally mature thing to do. Yes, I know that. I'm aware of that. What I meant was females get the reputation that we're crazy, right? So if anything, he was wrong for saying that because, like, we don't. We don't get a free pass because we're females. We get the opposite of the free pass. It's, we could add it to our struggles of 
women's rights. And this whole rant was absolutely disgusting. And I am so glad Ariana was like side-eyeing him and calling him out on it because it wasn't okay. I'm not even sure how he let that slip his mouth. And I hope he feels like a fool when he watched it back on TV. I really do. I'm so over Sandoval this season. Listen, I get he doesn't want Katie involved in the bar, but him telling her that um, he's like, I made you 20 grand. Excuse you? You didn't do shit. Yeah, you have a bar with or you're in a partnership with Tom and you do all this whiskey and bullshit. And yeah, maybe you're more involved in the deals and you're like the mastermind, but you didn't to assume that you are responsible for someone else like funding their lifestyle I don't know the level of disillusion he has is so ridiculous and I'm over him and I want him off my screen and it's like not fun to watch anymore it was so much more fun to watch the show when he was in the mirror shaving his face or whatever and and flat ironing his hair before work and bussing tables or he never did that slinging drinks right that's what made us love this cast no one cares about your like newfangled business ideas that don't make any sense and your gimmicks like it's time for them to do a little recycling of the show another thing that I don't really love about the show anymore and like I said I love Lala I'm a Lala apologist but I don't Lisa coming to her house all the time now like it's just weird and you notice how she has more of a friendship with Lala and like when Katie came over it was like Lisa asking Katie for advice there was more of like that boss worker relationship where like her and Lala seem like they're friends or Lisa and Lala seem like they're friends. I feel like this is because Lala at the time was with this big producer and she had the house in Bel Air and and Lisa just sees it as a status thing. You know, like this is someone in my circle now. Whereas Tom and Katie who live in Valley Village, like I can't take them seriously. Just my two cents on the situation. It's not fun to watch anymore. I'll tell you what was fun for me to watch though. Ariana getting drunk at her birthday party. It was just lighthearted. She was so happy to see everyone. That little fall she did will go down in Bravo history. I think whereas Jax leaving kind of made Tom less enjoyable, I think Stassi and Brittany leaving made Ariana more enjoyable to watch this season. And I never, like, hated her. I just couldn't like her because I was a Stassi fan at the time. Um... But now, I don't know. I'm just really loving Ariana. I think she has a good heart. I have met her once. She was very sweet. So she is good TV. If we could keep her on the screen and, like, give Sandoval the axe, I would love that. I feel like Ariana and Katie should open their own bar. And I know they'll have a better name than Schwartz and Sandy's. Let's do it, ladies. Um, You can call me. I'll help you find a place. Let's go into business together. This is my official proposal. Um... Yeah, that's really all I had to say about Vanderpump Rules this week. I'm just counting down the days until we're done with the show, which is sad because it did seem a little bit full of promise this season, but it's just not the show it once was. I think we need to scrap it and go back to the drawing board. I think we would like it much more if it was its original premise of goofy servers 
doing goofy shit. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. I'm going to be straight up with you. I am traveling back to Jersey next week and the holidays are are coming up. So I don't know about an episode for next week. I'm going to try and put one out. Um, But if not, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and I hope you had a happy Hanukkah if you do celebrate that. Um, Thank you so much as always for supporting me, for listening Now more than ever, I really appreciate you. I appreciate the little family we have here and on my page. You make me smile so much. If you haven't already, if you could make this a Merry Christmas for me and rate this podcast five stars, slap the subscribe button like a cute little touch and leave me a really happy, wonderful review. I would appreciate that so, so much. Once again, you can keep in touch with me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jevia. Make sure you follow Believe Podcast at B-L-E-A-V and Believe Pop Cultures too. And I will talk to you soon, babe. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.